We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Welcome to Yas Jesus. We aren't spiritual leaders. We aren't theologians. Or prophets. Or even really that sure of what we're doing. We're just two lost sinners who love the Lord. And want to open up His grace to other people who are on this journey alongside us. This isn't a tutorial on how to be Christian. But rather an exploration on what that actually means. In a safe space. Thank you, and God bless. Hello, kings and queens and in-between, sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another fantastical episode of Yance Jesus! Hi, I'm Daniel Francisi. And I'm Azariah Southworth. And today here in Yance Jesus, we believe more than anything that... Rainbows are a blessing from God. Rainbows, Care Bears. Skittles. And Pride Flags. And all happy unicorns. And a pot of gold. Rainbows are a promise. I always think of a rainbow as a promise. Well, yeah, that's that's what the Bible says. That's if a, the Bible says it, it's true. <laughs> it's God's promise. It's God's promise. Of what? That drunken sailors aren't always right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Noah was a drunken sailor? <laughs> Noah was a drunken sailor. We're going to get to that. Did but y'all come know on that? In. Come in the building. Come enjoy yourself. Sit down in the pews. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to, to Yas Jesus. Again. It's good to see you. We are here and we have our praise report and prayer request. All right. So we have a message here from Sammy. She says, Dear Daniel and Azariah, thank you for taking the time to read this. I was hoping I could do a prayer request for my girlfriend, Jill. To give you some context, this is her first time dating a girl and she is religious. Uh, oh, I re- so she's in a... a- a gay relationship for the first time first time and uh, i i remember that you know like you're still wrestling yeah, you're with all your in, beliefs you're so scared yeah and you're like what if i'm wrong about this you know but sammy's writing here saying i remember her telling me that she was worried about being able to continue being religious and queer like you have to choose one or the other and there isn't much out there that is affirming of these two identities together right. both of those things are love that's the secret we're gonna get to that but go ahead <laughs> And when she found your podcast, it gave her peace, hope, and lots of laughs. So I know a prayer from you would mean the world to her. She has recently moved from the East Coast to the West Coast for a wonderful career opportunity. But she was hoping that we could pray for her girlfriend during this time as she is, you know, not only just moving, relocating to the West Coast, huge thing, Mm. but also wrestling and uh, reconciling her faith and sexuality. 
Wow. If one thing I know about prayer, we have to get specific here. And I think we need to pray for Jill's strength mm. because you're doing so many things. The move is huge. Yeah. Entering into your first relationship, trying to live a, a life of authenticity when it, it's not what you ever saw yourself doing. Even if you dreamt it, you never really thought you could or you would have did it. And now you're taking this leap because you found someone so special like Sammy. We'll pray at the end of the show, but I really want everyone to include you in your prayers also and specifically pray for your strength right now. And realizing God is love and love is love. Mm -hmm. So your love for God and your love for Sammy are one and the same. And you can't let sensuality or sexuality or any of that confuse all of those things. Those are earthly things that we are here to enjoy and experience and share our love for one another. So just remember your love is love and your God is love. If you don't listen to the rest of the podcast, take that home with you on that one. Amen. So we'd like to ask of that prayer request that you please add Jill and Sammy to your prayers this week. We want to create a community here at Yash Jesus that we all pray for each other. So when you have a request, you can let us know and we will all include you in our prayer. And when you have a praise, that's when we thank God for something on behalf of you. And we have an awesome call-in praise report today, don't we, Ezra? From a very special guest. Our freaking deacon, Ross Murray, who um, helps us with produce every episode and guides us through with a guideline. And he is here uh, to praise God. And we're going to be thankful Aren't we, Ross? We are very thankful. <laughs> Aren't we, Ross? Aren't we, Ross? <laughs> so very thankful. I want to do give praise. I don't preach very often as a deacon. I don't usually do that a lot, but I did today. I was on the schedule. That's awesome. And the text that I got to preach on was about Jesus walking on the water in the middle of a storm. Mm. And it came together perfectly. We had a hurricane this week. And so I could talk to the little kids about a storm. I could talk about the fact that it is a-okay to be scared and that sometimes just crying out, Lord, save me is a Mm. pretty good prayer. And, and it was really well received. People loved it. They responded and it, as it feels really good when you know that your message is actually like landed and resonates with people. So I, I appreciated everything that folks were kind of feeding back to me even as I was, you know, trying to share the message. I love that testimony of praise. Just like you've, you don't get to do it that often. And when you do, it's right with the message that everybody needs. Mm-hmm. And I think that also we should add to the praise report. Just thank you, God, for the opportunity for us to say, Lord, save me when we need it. Because that is something that's always there for everyone. You could always call upon God for everything. And we thank you, God, for Ross's successful speech. And Ross, you'll add Sammy and Jill to your prayers as well, correct? Oh, yes. They're going into the prayer list and going to get named. I love it. And so please add Ross's thank you in, add a prayer for Jill and Sammy, and we'll be right back after this message with the scripture of the day. See you soon. Listen up, Yas Jesuits. If you follow (laughs) us on Insta, you know that we are obsessed with CBD caring products. Obsessed. They are women-owned Vegas company started by a mother who's just trying to help her daughter heal. They started in their kitchen, but now they're here with a full operation in Las Vegas, making these incredible projects that all started from a mother's love. And you know they love the LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. because they won the best float in the Vegas Pride Parade. Yes, they did. (laughs) Their products are of the highest standard. Awesome quality CBD with no THC. No THC. That's important because... 
you're not going to get high, but you're going to get all the benefits. Yeah, their products are made from the highest quality natural ingredients, never tested on animals, except for their pet products, which are quality controlled and approved by the founders, Doggies, Nacho, and Cerveza. <laughs> this is not your normal pet product. <laughs> they carry products from pain relief to skincare. I'm a huge fan of their comfort cream for sore muscles and joints. As a matter of fact, my shoulder's kind of hurting from the gym, Azzy. You might give me a little rub. Oh, with yeah, that you get over cream. here. Get over oh, here. That feels so comforting and creamy. And let me tell you, they also have a CBD infused lubricant called Ooh. Knob Polish for, well, other stuff. You want to try that one out? Uh, duh. All right, let's go do that. And while we do that, you should check out their website at cbdcaring.com or follow them at cbdcaring. You won't regret it. Make sure to use the promo code YASJESUS25 for 25% off your first order. Danny. Yeah? Do you know what time it is? Oh, don't say it. Danny. I can't control myself when it's you say it. It's that time every week where we get to ah, the scripture, scripture of the day. Hey, hey, hey. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh, oh. Scripture of the day. Oh, oh. It's so good. Oh, I can't control myself. <laughs> so cheesy. I'm just so cheesy. I'm just like a ball of mozzarella. All right. What I'm you got for cheese. me? What you got for me, Azzy and Ross? Uh, we have our scripture of the day from our freaking Dick and Rosh Murray. Genesis chapter 9, verse 16 says, When the bow is in the clouds, mm. I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and and every living creature of all flesh yes. that is on the earth. So talking about I, I covenants. Like, I like that this interpretation says when the bow is in the clouds. Yeah, when God's the bow, bow. Is there a song? Am I just missing? Is it when the bow is in the clouds? Don't you like feel it? Like, I'm like, into it. I'm, it's I'm like here something, for it. right? I, I, I'm it's something. With you. There's something there. Yeah, you just call me when the bow <laughs> is in the clouds. Like, it feels like that. It's the missing awesome song. Um, the bow is in the clouds. That's so cool, too. It's not even just like when you see a rainbow. He's like, when the bow. God still <laughs> hey, look at that. Look at that. Look, talk look about, at that bow. Like, talk about talking about something through a mirror. Like, I see it, like, still, like, Italian. Like, hey, <laughs> when the bow's in the clouds, you good. You heard what I say? Am I going to flood this shit? No. <laughs> When you see the bow, you know. You know what I'm saying? All right. Go tell your mother hello. How's your grandfather? <laughs> That's how I see it. So we're talking about the rainbow, the promise of God. Mm -hmm. And this all comes from the story of Noah. Right. And if you don't know it, now you know it. Now you know it. And that starts in Genesis chapter 9. So let's take a look at Genesis chapter 9. In the first part is the ending of the flood, and Noah and the ark have finally found dry land, and they docked. And remember, Noah is the one that took two animals of each kind right. onto the two ark. of every two of every two kind. of everything, even and, the mosquitoes. Right, and if you believe the ark in Columbus, Ohio, the big <laughs> amusement park, then two dinosaurs as well. <laughs> I think they're T Rex or something. <laughs> Depends on depends on if you're how, how accurate we're going here. So, so two of every animal. So he got two of everything. And I'm gonna be in charge of the lemurs. The lemurs. Okay. Yeah. I would I would definitely take the dogs. I'm oh a, yeah. Puppy puppy palace. I'm a pup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but I love dogs. Uh so I would be in charge of the dogs. And as they docked and they're all coming off, Noah wants to make a sacrifice to God. 
And that's where Who Let the Dogs Out comes from. (laughs) (laughs) And so he makes a burnt offering to God and uses probably one of the animals. Oh, so we think that. Wow, that's interesting. So God makes it. So there's no one makes it. So there's only two. Right. Well, who knows what happened? How long were they on the ark? A long time, right? 170 days or something like that? 40 days, 40 nights. 40 days and 40 yeah. nights. 40 days, 40 nights. That's really obvious. 170 days. Where'd you get that from? I don't know. You're I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why a lot of things, a lot of stories in the Bible go days. like by 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, and I knew that. Why did I say 170? There was another significance to that number. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can we just rewind? Can we just rewind? I just, I just sound stupid. Not so, at all. I love that. <laughs> so. So they're on there 40 days and 40 nights. They're on there for 40 days and 40 nights. A lot could happen in 40 days and 40 nights with a couple of animals alone in the pen. So maybe there was a newborn. So maybe I hope there was because I imagine that this burnt offering, you know, if there's only two, then they went extinct really fast. Like so a little lamb or something. So we'll they could also know. eat. We'll so never know. We'll never know. So he makes a burnt offering to God and God then blesses Noah and his sons. His sons were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I might, I might be butchering that. They're not going to say anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) The blessing that God gives them is in chapter 9, verse 1 through 2. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you shall rest on every animal of the earth and on every bird of the air and everything that creeps on the ground and on all the fish of the sea into your hands, they are delivered. So, Danny, you don't need to be afraid of the moths. The moths are afraid of you. Right. So. Uh, I don't know where you heard I was afraid of moths, <laughs> um, uh, but that's false. Um, no, but when I was a little kid, I was really upset because I wanted to, in Brooklyn, I wanted to go pick up this little bird. Uh-huh. And I used to cry. I was like, it won't let me. Like, I'm not going to hurt it. Uh-huh. And I would be like, a long time ago, a boy threw a rock at a bird. And now the bird's afraid of you. <laughs> that's what she told me. <laughs> This is what happened. This, this is this what is happened. This is the origin. So, um, I the remember, Genesis, have you ever, you heard, yeah, have you ever heard like, you know, the lion used to lay with the lamb, you know, right, all, that. That, that's the, not, that's not in the Bible. But there was that idea that once, you know, we were at peace and harmony with all of creation, right? Okay. That the lion did lay with the lamb. Um, but, uh, here in the scripture, like your mom said, this is the new beginning. Yeah. This is the new beginning. So God also makes a promise that he'll never destroy the earth and flood it again. In chapter 9, verse 9 through 11 says, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, every animal of the earth with you, as many came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. You know, it's crazy thinking about all the times that people are like, well, what about Katrina? What about these things? And then I remember watching a whole documentary on Katrina, an IMAX documentary, talking about how it was man-made levees that sort of caused the way things are flooding because there was a natural occurrence there of of the growing of the marsh and stuff that stopped the water from flooding in. But People built land on it. And so I don't know about a tsunami, but it was a lot of man's influence that made Katrina as worse as it was. Mm -hmm. So that's also an interesting thing, too, to think about. Yeah. And so God makes that promise and then continues saying, I have set my bow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. Whoa! 
It's a double rainbow, yeah. man. You know, What's it all mean, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You like, know, <laughs> have you ever seen a rainbow and just been like, what? <laughs> there was a, yeah. cru- okay, I was on Vakaya Gay Cruise. They do like Pride at Sea. And I did, I went with my mother on a 14 day riverboat cruise. And there was a rainbow that was going into the water while we were eating rainbow cake on a gay cruise. It was just mm-hmm. like so mm-hmm. beautiful. And I kept thinking, like, sometimes there's so many God wink moments with a rainbow mm-hmm. that we've all experienced one or two in mm-hmm. our life where we're like, I can't believe that he just passed away and there's a rainbow above the house. Or mm-hmm. I can't believe, um, I got my letter of acceptance and walked outside and saw a rainbow. Like sometimes those are on purpose for, you know, those are purposeful. I think promise winks, just like I got you. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how bad you thought the air, mm-hmm. it could be a flood of abuse, yeah. but there's a promise that you can make it out with faith. Yeah. A rainbow kind of God's wink at you. Yeah. It carried me through yeah. so many times some, seeing a rainbow and believe me, living in Florida, like did during my bleakest years, I saw a lot of them. You know, you mm-hmm. sometimes just see one randomly in the front yard, like a baby <laughs> one. Yeah. I've always felt so much energy to it that it's also incredible now as a queer person, how much it means to us, mm-hmm. how much that that rainbow means to us as far as our pride flags. I mean, I used to look at a pride flag in a way as a symbol of hurt and disgust like Mm. i would see it and Mm. i felt like it was oppressing me and calling me out you know Mm. when i went to theater school back in the day if you could believe it only one student was fully out and he had a pride flag canopy above his bed Mm -hmm. and i felt like it was so much to the point where i was just like that's not me so maybe i'm not gay and i was using that as an example and now Mm. the way i Mm -hmm. feel when i see that flag in the air especially the one that has black and brown and the colors added to it like when and and a cross on it baby give me my whole (laughs) identity and when i see that like you know walking in a march or flying on a church or on a sticker on someone's car it gives me such a sensibility of promise and belonging it reminds me that god loves me no matter what anyone has to say about me yeah i feel like for those of us in the lgbtq plus community the rainbow kind of takes on more than just one meaning especially if you're a christian or jewish or muslim because you know they believe in this part of the story of noah as well so I think if you are a person of faith and LGBTQ+, there's a dual meaning to it. And for me, I remember that dual meaning came into place when I was like 13 or 14 on a mission trip in Albany, New York, and we we're street witnessing. And we were taking this turn and there was this neighborhood and there were rainbow flags, more than one, hanging out of the houses. Oh, wow. And someone from my youth group said to me, oh, this is the gay neighborhood. I didn't know what it meant at the time, you know? And so to me, I was just like, oh, my people, I want to go talk to them, you know? And it was the first time I was exposed to the rainbow in the sense that it represents a part of me in another way, you know? And so I've always remembered that. And it's a symbol of hope in many ways, you and know, of, that you can have a home, and belonging. right? That, that there's community for you, that mm-hmm. there's a home for you, that you, for can, you. There, you can have all of this too. That whether they know you or not, yeah. there are people yeah, that yeah. are rooting for you. Yeah, I travel all around in all these different kinds of rural places. And you wouldn't believe how rural upstate New York could be in comparison <laughs> to Manhattan. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. And I was in New Hampshire, which was a state I hadn't visited before. And I was driving around these mountains with like lakes. And I'm, I'm talking mountains mountains like you're and sometimes when i'm like where there's mountains there's mountain people (laughs) and and, you know i'm like a city boy do you know like 
but I have to tell you, I saw so many pride flags, uh-huh. like just in, driving through all the whole state of New Hampshire. Yeah. I couldn't believe how fabulously gay this little country, it was like country bears up there. And I was ready. I was like, give me an air tube and a piece of chicken. I'm ready to jump in that water. I was like, I could not wait. Um, oh, but gosh. it's amazing what that symbol has become for not only Christians, but for queer people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we're going to explore the other part of the blessing that uh, that was Noah and his sons. When you see that bow in the sky. All right, I'm going. Cause... <laughs> when the bow is in the clouds. I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of flesh that is on the earth. <laughs> Beautiful, Danny. I love it. God promised me that if I practice, I'll be better. Well, God promised me that you would not sing again. <laughs> so back to the story. All right. So we, we, covered, we, story. we covered the blessing, you know, that God gave Noah and his sons and the promise of the rainbow. But now we're, there's a curse that's in the story of Noah. Okay. And I feel that it's important that we talk about this curse because it's it's a theology that still gets taught to this day. And even though a lot of people have renounced it and done away with it, it's something I was taught. Right. And I remember the moment I was taught. Yeah, this didn't this, come. I, did, uh, I didn't hear about this before. Um, we were talking about it today, and I think it's important that we look at a lot of things, uncover a lot of things that have been shaded on mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. the Bible, because a lot of people make the mistake of when something is denounced, uh, just ignoring it and not mm-hmm. bringing it up anymore. Right. And I think that that doesn't bring light to it. Right. Or be able to trace where racist theology comes from. Yeah. Because part this of is it, we all have biases. But we part of changing that and part of growing in full diversity and inclusion is making steps towards announcing what our biases are and then making actionable things that we can do to work against them. Mm-hmm. Because we all have predisposed racism built within us through society. And this is a way that they've used the scripture to justify slavery mm-hmm. and to justify yeah. the inequality in a lot of different uh, communities of color. So tell us how... Yeah, so I remember being like five years old, and I grew up in rural Indiana, like near city, 50 miles away, like surrounded by cornfields. And I remember asking my dad just out of the blue one day, do you want me to paint the picture of everything that was happening? (laughs) I don't know if I should. Do it. (laughs) <laughs> okay. now you must. I was shitting on a bucket. Okay, I was like five years old, literally shitting in a bucket. Okay, Wait, are you because serious? I'm being dead serious. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> I where asked are, you. Where are you? In the country, in the bathroom. Our our like power was out or something. We were yeah. Okay, but our, you're not at our, church. I'm picturing no. you at church. You're like, do you want me to set the scene? You might have just like painted one broader stroke. See, first. when I ask you, do you want me to tell you everything? <laughs> These are the well, reasons. if these are the answers, I'm going to keep saying yes. <laughs> yes, okay. So I was a five-year-old me <laughs> shitting on a bucket. Oh, no. And just like, Dad, <laughs> where do black people come from? <laughs> and uh, and he tells, tells me the story of Noah and his son Ham and how uh, Noah uh, got drunk one time and Ham did something that was supposed to be naughty sexually, know- saw his nakedness, something like that. Because he saw his father's nakedness. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all of them saw their father's nakedness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Haven't we all? So Noah was drunk and he like passed out and the sons walk in and they see him naked and they like help him up or something. But potentially Ham had done more. Like, uh-huh. we don't know why. Like, uh-huh. something he did was worse. Yeah, and no one knows. Put four fingers in a warm cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> The Bible calls Noah a man of the soil and says that he is the first person to plant a vineyard. So he harvests his grapes and makes wine from them and becomes drunk. So we don't know how long that takes. Like maybe things are like super, there's like no pesticides in the earth. Right. And he immediately grows and wine. So Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 uh, through 21 says, Noah, a man of the soil, was the first to plant a vineyard. He drank some of the wine and became drunk and he lay uncovered in his tent. So he passed out naked, drunk. He was naked. And so this is what my father's telling me. This is what my dad is teaching me, right? And so he's drunk and asleep. And Ham, one of Noah's sons, goes into the tent and sees that his father's naked. So apparently this is something that is not supposed to be done. I don't want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) But Ham then goes, tells his brothers. And the brothers carry a covering into the tent. They walk backwards so that they don't see their father's nakedness and they cover him without looking at him. So picking up in verse 22, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth uh, took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah wakes up and he's hungover, coming to his senses and is like, what happened last <laughs> night? All I yeah. remember is I just drank some wine and lay down. Yeah. Who shot me naked? <laughs> you. Why are you filming me? <laughs> Noah gone wild. Yeah. <laughs> World star Noah. Oh my God. Noah's gone wild. So that's where I get the idea of Noah, drunken sailor. So verse 25, Noah curses Ham because Ham saw him naked. Ham saw his hams. (laughs) And probably more. So cursed be Canaan. And Canaan is the land that Ham was given uh, and and is is to be... um, His lineage. His lineage. He's he's the lord of Canaan. Mm -hmm. And And so so Canaan came from Ham. (laughs) And yes. so be it. So Noah says, Cursed be Canaan, your land. I curse your land. Lowest of slaves shall he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed by the Lord my God be Shem, uh, Ham's brother, mm-hmm. and let Canaan be his slave. So let everything of Ham's be a slave to Shem. At first I was like, does Noah have the power to curse? But if you're a dad and you're like, everyone treat him like a slave. He's kind of like the new Adam. You know, like Adam and Eve, like right, right, right. they were the first ones. God destroyed everything. Now they're the, I'm the Adam only ones. now. You've been right. out of here for a while. I'm <laughs> right, Adam now. Right. I'm the first yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't shine shoes no more. <laughs> I'm an Adam now. You better watch it. So wait. So <laughs> he curses him. I could see the power there of a dad saying, hey, you guys, now him and all of his descendants are your slaves. They're like, great. Right. And so he continues saying, Canaan will be a slave to your brother Shem but also to your other brother, Japheth, and let him live in the tents of Shem and let Canaan be his slave. So this is where the curse of Ham comes from, the idea that God cursed Ham. And then I was taught that Ham's firstborn was black 
And therefore, that's where black people come from. So there's no evidence of that in the Bible. There is no evidence that's just of this rhetoric in the Bible. That people have created to, mm-hmm. to, to justify mm-hmm. slavery. Yes. This is the problem with people that teach the Bible that don't read the Bible. It doesn't only just justify slavery. But how are you going to teach? It asserts, how are you going to preach without the reach? Right. It asserts this idea that white people came first and that white people are blessed and black people are cursed. It's this underlying message that is inherently false and untrue. And that's the curse of Ham. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. And so, it's a lot to unpack. And so, like, people believe this to this day. People think that this is where the origin of black people and of slavery and all of that is this justified. Was, this within was the- a, a common belief, um, not so much today. Most, most well-thought and responsible and ethical theologians do not adhere to this belief and renounce it strongly. But it's still taught, especially in undereducated Christian circles. And you're going to find a lot of that in Pentecostal circles. A lot of the demographics in Pentecostal circles are undereducated. And that's kind of what I grew up in, is an undereducated faith well, that's why it's important for us right now to reclaim our pride and to find out these stories for ourselves, not even just for queer people, but for all people, for people of color and women, and find out where these stories are mistold and where these stories are adjusted or where, or where one little tiny thing, like in 1946, the word homosexual being added to the Bible can change everything as far as perspective goes for countless amounts of people. So we have to try to get back to the raw text go to the archaeology of it all and try to find out whatever we can. And for you to disprove this is awesome because if this ever comes up, you know, we could arm our listeners with the proof that it's not in the Bible this way. And for me, it's I, I wanted to talk to bring the story of Noah up and to bring up the curse of Ham. I mean, one, because of everything that's going on. but In the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, but like I've said before, I know there are others of you out there that have been taught this. Maybe you haven't thought about it in a long time, or maybe you just dismissed it. But it's important for us to trace back, to deconstruct where these beliefs come from, and just know that it's not true. It's not in the Bible. God didn't bring about black people from cursing Ham. That's all I have to say. On that. Yeah, we don't want to give it too much more attention, but I'm glad that you brought it up. And because it's, I never heard that story that way. And to know that some people believe that or were taught that, mm-hmm. even from my generation, even from my generation, I need, I think that it's important to be able to move forward as a person who speaks upon God at all uh, with that perspective in mind mm-hmm. and just armed a little bit better. Yeah. If that has been the common interpretation if people culturally have at all have been picking up that that the incorrect story mm-hmm. i think it's important here on yash jesus that we create a different perspective yeah to let's take away from the this. record noah was a good man who did a lot of what god said and had a lot of faith and the way that it ends in this in this story needs to be corrected in order to understand the full picture yeah so what happened and what did ham do wrong um, there's speculation about whether Ham didn't just see his father naked, but did something sexual with him while he was sleeping. That's not in scripture, so we don't know. On yeah. the other hand, there's the two sons' actions that are described as much more modest and honorable. So we're left with that feeling of Ham possibly doing something dishonorable. But this is also likely a setup that we don't feel so bad later for Abraham uh, when he invades Canaan and claims it for his nation. 
which leads us to our modern fights about Israel. And that's an interesting point. Something that we can take away here is that none of us are perfectly blameless, that we all need God's mercy and God's grace. And Ham is one of those people. We don't know what he did to Noah. We don't know if he just saw his father naked and like went and tried to do the right thing by telling his brothers, hey, come cover him up. Or if he did something that was you know, wicked. My gut is telling me the situation is that he exposed him. Instead of him just covering him up and taking care of him, he mm-hmm. like told his brothers and embarrassed gotcha. him. Look, and dad's like, drunk again. Yeah, exactly. Look, like, he went into his vineyard and yeah, got all these grapes. Exactly. And so I feel like maybe man just, of the soil. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Soiled uh, himself. How much? You know when you're like things you can do against your dad when you're mad and you want to oh, catch your God, dad yeah. in something yeah, 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 wrong. Yeah, 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 Someone yeah, whose your yeah. whole life has been like so. <laughs> yeah. That's to me. It seems like that. Like might have what had happened there mm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe sense. he just made him look like an idiot on a tiktok and then noah just responds in like his hungover state god damn it ham you and canaan are cursed you're cut off you're gonna be slaves too much okay maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that none of us are blameless um mm-hmm. not noah not ham and it could be any of us but the promise of god still persists that's right the rainbow's still gonna come when you see that she's bow still in gonna the sky. shine yeah she's still gonna shine and she's gonna let you know that I'm not going to ever destroy this ever again. And you know what? Here's a little wink. Here's a little hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the the rainbow flag is a symbol of that. Yeah. You know, it reminds us that when we're drunk, when we're assholes, that God's still there <laughs> for us. But he's also there for the people that we're cursing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even in the rainbow, we can, uh, we see that it, uh, the red stands for life, the orange for healing, the yellow for sunlight, green for nature, blue for harmony, purple for spirit, you know? This, these are the promises of God, life, and that healing, sunlight, nature, harmony. As a spirit. reminder that queer people would not be wiped out in the AIDS crisis. Yeah. Gilbert Baker created that flag. And it was created as just a reminder that we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Hang on. That's right. That's right. So for our love offering, our charity, our act of good this week, we are asking you to hang a rainbow outside your window. That's right. Even even though it's not Pride Month, people still need to see hope and see the promise of God. Our collection plate is a love offering. We want you to give us an offering of love. So Mm -hmm. just stick a little rainbow somewhere where someone could see it and shine a little bit of God's light and remind someone that there's a promise for them. Yeah. Take out your Target rainbow shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, it was a symbol of promise to me, to little 14-year-old Azariah when he was street witnessing mm-hmm. in Albany, New York, you know? So, and there is not a queer among us who did not see a pride flag on a bumper that you didn't speed up a little bit to see who was driving. <laughs> Are they cute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My parents would pull up and be like, what is this? Is it a guy or a girl? I'm a lesbian again. Damn. I was like, Subaru should have gave it away. <laughs> this is awesome. Let's bow our head in prayer. Dear Lord, we come together in front of you this Sunday in prayer, in gratitude for your promise that we will make it through anything, that we will always be there, that we will persevere. We thank you for every time we see a rainbow in the sky and we're reminded of your love and your promise, for the beauty that it is, for the nature and environment that you created it to be in. We're so grateful for those moments. We want to lift up Jill and Sammy, Lord. We want to ask that you show them that love is love and God is love and their love for each other is love and Being an example of love, there's nothing that could ever hold them back or deny them space and peace. We want to thank you for Ross's awesome sermon. We want to thank you for the reminder that being scared is okay, that even in the darkest storm that you will be there. And we want to thank you for your rainbow promise again that lets us know that. And thank you for continuing to enlighten us to the truths of your word and to what really is going on. And 
that we're all loved and accepted. In this time that we are praying for understanding, that we are praying for patience, that we are praying for clarity, that we are praying for justice, that you can give us opportunities to break down all of those barriers Mm -hmm. and find those things in your word. Yeah. In the same stories that put our minds in chains, the truth will set us free. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you uh, for joining us again for another episode of Yash Jesus. We love having you around. Mm-hmm. If you would like to send us a prayer request or a praise report, please write us at pray at yasjesuspod.com and reach out to us uh, for any old reason. We love hearing from you. Yeah, and you can also visit us at yasjesus.com. So Yes, Jesus is hosted by Daniel Francis and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yes, Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity uh, execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bustilos, and Steve Michaels. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Until next time, God bless. This has been Yes, yes Jesus. Jesus.